This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Now, Jason, I do want to ask you, so as, because this is a big part of what you do is to be very empirical based and you're doing this survey. This is the, you've done it seven times, correct? This is the sixth. This is the sixth. uh, Okay. Yeah. We're very happy to bring it to market because it helps demystify a lot about this, um, this particular phenomenon known as the Super Bowl. Interesting. So let's talk about that. Tell me a little bit about the genesis of the survey. You know, how many folks participate in it, how it gets uh, procured. You know, is it an online survey? Is it pencil and paper? How do you do this? How do you work it? What are the numbers in terms of participants, things like that? So as part of the uh, BCW family, we uh, we work with a company called PSB, and PSB is one of the international leaders in market research. And they help uh, many um, leading brands as well as emerging brands understand the behaviors and attitudes of uh, a whole variety of different uh, target audiences. So we've been working with them for six years now, mm-hmm. and with uh, BCW's uh, annual Super Bowl survey, mm-hmm. we look at some very serious types of, uh, of issues and uh, opportunities, but also we have some fun, too. So it's not, um, you know, pure, uh, you know, information that that, um, will go immediately into strategies, but also some fun stuff that actually has a big role in strategies, but um, Mm. will give people a a bit of a flair for what the typical consumer is thinking and how they may be a little bit different than common perception. So Mm -hmm. we even put a fun question in our survey about um, whether or not fans would move their wedding date if their favorite team was playing in the Super Bowl. And uh, Give me the percentage. Yeah, so it's 29% of fans uh, would move their wedding date if wow. their team was playing in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which I, I think is pretty considerable. But what I think is even more telling is that avid fans, and by the way, we break up our survey between casual and avid fans because gotcha. they are radically different mm. individuals. And sometimes, of course, they're at the same parties and, and watching uh, the game um, together because um, it's not like you have... Uh, you know, one room full of avid fans and one room full of casual fans. <laughs> yeah, but, right, exactly. So you got avid fans that are 42% more likely, and millennials are 38%, um, you know, uh, likely to move their wedding if it coincides with the team playing in the Super Bowl. Interesting. Yeah, I think what's very interesting about that, Jason, is that it, it really is displaying a kind of, this is the depth by which people are passionate about this, right? And they're willing yeah, to right. they're willing to move their lives around because this is so important to them that it's actually part of their life. It, it probably had well, this is what the data is saying. It has eagle cachet as as their, their you know their wedding. So that's a, a very powerful statement. So tell me a little bit more about these super. How do you define an avid versus a casual fan? Is it like how much they watch, what they buy, all of the above? How do you how do you define that? It's frequency and depth. Mm-hmm. So an avid fan is somebody who is absolutely consuming a lot of uh, sports uh, media and obviously uh, information about the teams that they follow. Mm-hmm. In the case of the Super Bowl, it's somebody who's been following uh, their team all throughout the journey um, all season. Um, and hopefully for them, uh, their team makes it to the Super Bowl. And even if their team doesn't, they usually have an interest in uh, things like fantasy sports and, mm. uh, e-sports oh. and other mechanisms where mm-hmm. you know the, the, the game, even if their favorite team isn't in it, um, does impact their lives. And they're looking at a variety of different data. They, they are definitely data-hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're consuming um, whatever they can from wherever they can, including um, Sirius. And uh, they're making decisions based on that. The casual fan is more the communal fan. In other words, they like the idea of turning on a game or maybe even going to a game to be with family and friends. Mm-hmm. And they like the experience. They're not necessarily... 
um, as in depth as an avid fan in understanding the nuances of a of a football game or gotcha. a baseball game because mm-hmm. we all know there are a lot of nuances in in those sports. Mm-hmm. And with the Super Bowl, they they do like you know the commercials and the marketing, and certainly they like the halftime show. But um, what we found very refresh, refreshing year over year is that between both casual fans and avid fans, they're still tuning in for the game itself mm. as opposed to all of the other goodness around it. So that's nice because, let's face it, it, it is about a game, and uh, I like to see that. Um, although people do like the commercials, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting to follow the changes in these behaviors, including with um, social media consumption. And part, speak a little bit about that, uh, Jason. How has, over the last six years, and, and just in terms of your experience, how has this social media multiple screens type of aspect changed how you think about helping brands and the strategies that you work with brands to to actually create these deeper connections with these sports fans? So certainly there is a hunger to check out some of the marketing prior to the game, Mm -hmm. but uh, we did find out that um, for the first time, uh, when people want to see a commercial for the first time, it's actually um, through the game itself. Oh, but, interesting. Uh, social media is used um, differently by the casual fan um, and the avid fan. So while the avid fan is um, on his or her, let's say, device, uh, they are either trash-talking or they're checking in <laughs> what other um, players might be saying that weren't fortunate enough to be in the game, mm-hmm. or they're checking out additional stats, or they're trying to see how, how their, you know, their betting is... Um, is going uh, because gambling is such a big part of it. Whereas the casual fan, they may be talking about the experience and what's going on in, in the environment that they're in. Maybe it's about the, the food. Um, and we actually did some, some, uh, um, tallies on uh, the favorite foods for a Super Bowl, And occasionally they'll talk about the game, but maybe the celebrity sightings. Mm. And then of course the halftime show, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting to see the differences in those behaviors. And it's interesting to, you know, look at the, uh, compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. And so let me ask you this, Jason, as you're working with a brand, let's say I'm a brand that comes to you and colleagues and says, hey, I want to make a connection. Will the strategy be, I would assume the strategy would would be quite different if you are attempting to try to make a connection with a casual versus an avid fan. Can you talk about how that strategy for a brand would, would play out differently across those two segments? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, for the avid fan, it's... Um hitting them uh, with the sport itself. In mm. other words, mm-hmm. what are they missing in their experience that perhaps the uh, brand could provide, mm-hmm. whether they're a sponsor or a non-sponsor, because there are opportunities on both sides. And, of course, sponsorship it has many levels, right? There's a team sponsorship, there's a league sponsorship, Super Bowl sponsorship, mm-hmm. and so on. Or if there's uh, another mechanism, whether it be you know through marketing or advertising or uh, on-the-ground experiences, for a casual fan, it's actually tying the sport and their experience to um, other passions, like uh, family. Oh, interesting. Or um, mm-hmm. that's why we did the question about the wedding date or mm-hmm. food or uh, travel. You know, we did, um, we put some questions in there about travel. Um, and just to get an idea of, uh, of how people think about the Super Bowl beyond actually a sports event, it is considered by many people to be almost like that unofficial holiday. I know we've all heard that term right. with regards to the Super Bowl. So. Um, we look at both, and we work with our clients to figure out, okay, is it the casual fan that they're trying to go for, or is it really the hard-nosed fan? And if it's a blend of the two, mm-hmm. is there a common ground where we'll be able to put together a program that will actually hit both audiences mm. or 
are they segmented approaches, which sometimes is the case. Gotcha. Would you would you automatically give uh, more priority to priority to uh, a, a, an approach for a brand that would want to focus more of a concentration strategy, more on one of the two segments versus both, or would because I would imagine that if you're trying to do both, it, be, it could become a little bit tricky. Yes. It could be. If you're trying to do both with one particular activation, that's probably the trickiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to realize that these two groups don't live in um, in silos. So you have families and, and friends and other units that are both uh, that consist of both casual fans and mm-hmm. avid fans. Mm-hmm. So while you want to uh, make sure you're providing uh, experiences for both mindsets, mm-hmm. um, and you want to separate those out, uh, the real world dictates that they actually live and breathe together in the same households together at the same, uh, you know, events together and celebrate the same milestones together. So it is very, very tricky. Oftentimes it's in the narrative, uh, not even the experience alone, but what are we actually conveying to the audience and how are we delivering um, assets as far as content, especially through social media. Gotcha. Super interesting. So tell me this. Uh, as you ran the survey, Jason, what? tell me a, a few insights that came out of the survey that you were particularly surprised with. Like, were there some things that you just didn't quite expect that jumped out at you that you thought were like aha moments or light bulb moments? Anything that in the survey that met that sort of uh, threshold? Yeah, actually, there were a few. In addition to what I was talking about, about um, the NFL having a future with a younger audience, mm-hmm. which I think was very good to see. Yes. Uh, that's, of course, if there are new types of experiences that they, they um, provide to an audience that's seeking out more in gambling and more in esports. Um, we found uh, some interesting things about, uh, let's say, an international market uh, appetite for a Super Bowl. So, uh, fans are open to moving the Super Bowl to an international market, which really shocked us. Interesting. Um, as, as 50% say that they would support a Super Bowl played, you know, at, at a place other than the U.S. Now, of course, there are a lot of complications around that, um, time zones and travel and such, but millennials in particular are even more open to an international Super Bowl. 71% of millennials support the notion, which is interesting because, huh. you know, that gives us a glimpse into the psyche of the millennial, which um, just by definition of, you know, their activities uh, with social media, they're much more international than perhaps some of the other um, other groups. And mm-hmm. then we found some interesting things about esports. So millennial fans are, are definitely looking to esports to enhance their Super Bowl experience. Fifty uh, percent of millennials said they would consider watching an esports event associated with the Super Bowl. So, Interesting. imagine a, a halftime show diversion. Um, and I know we've had those in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, some networks have done that, and and there's been a whole variety of experiments. But you know, if there was, um, let's say, something more traditional like the halftime show catering to Gen Xers and Boomers, but maybe there's something alternative for millennials that are. Hmm. really consuming esports in a huge way tied into the Super Bowl. Interesting. That could be a big victory for not only the league, but a lot of brands that are tied into football. And so, interesting. And so, this millennial group is going to be a, a big component because obviously folks like the NFL and brands that are interested in taking part of this analysis, uh, Jason, are going to have to be paying attention to a younger audience and hopefully, you know, relying on your wisdom to be able to understand, like, what are these current trends uh, this analysis of the survey that allows them to kind of get some intelligence around uh, trying to understand how to best connect with these uh, these consumers. How do they get? How do people get access to the to the survey results? Is that available as a report or what? 
Yes, we have uh, an infographic that highlights some of the uh, the key findings. We also have an executor summary that's available. We issued a press release the, the other day, and people can find that information at bcw-global.com. Um, and we're happy to, to discuss the survey, the history of the survey, the trends that we've seen year in and year out, and also what we uncovered um, this year uh, you know, for the big game. Excellent. Jason Teitler, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for the time and enjoy the game. Excellent. Listeners, if you want to learn more about Jason, go to bcw-global.com or follow him on Twitter at bcwfanex or at B-C-W-G-L-O-B-A-L. Listeners, if you are enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show, Marketing Matters, airs live on Sirius XM Channel 132 every Wednesday from 5 to 7 and is replayed Saturdays at midnight, Sundays 8 to 10 p.m. and Mondays 2 to 4 a.m. and Tuesdays 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.